0: I have no clue. <laughs> and that's the other thing, too. I don't, I don't under... Where, where does Samuel L. Jackson live?
1: You mean Samuel L. Jackson? Or <laughs> you mean the <laughs> character... <laughs>
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spore the Warning podcast. This is episode number 347 with a review of Kingsman, the Secret Service. I'm Christopher Schnazy.
1: I'm Stephen Miller. And (laughs) it feels so wrong to have that be the only other thing that's (laughs) said, like, without having a Carson Patrick. Yeah, Carson Carson Patrick
0: is not here, uh, but... Um, if you're joining us for the first time, this For the Warning podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, joined by Carson, we uh, dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, though, uh, Carson is not here, um, but we are talking about Kingsman, The Secret Service, uh, which is a film that, uh, it's another film that got pushback, I believe, um, but it's
1: something I was very excited to see. Um, Really? So it was a known entity for a while? I I remember seeing trailers pop up like a few months ago, but I didn't know about it before that.
0: I I believe, I mean, this is usually where I defer to Carson to say yes, it was pushback, or no, it wasn't. What are you thinking about, you crazy man? But I'm pretty sure this was a film that I was like, whoa, that looks super rad, and then like its release date came, and it didn't, and then, uh, yeah, I don't don't know exactly what happened with it, but uh, it is here now, and we watched it. And uh, we we're gonna talk about it. Uh, how, how are you doing tonight, Stephen?
1: Uh, I'm doing pretty good, feeling nice after. A, so I didn't observe the long weekend, so I'm back from work today. I know some people are out respecting George Washington right now, doing their <laughs> due, due service as an American. I, I uh, also work today, so you know some slackers out there. Okay. I mean, you know. so now we know which companies don't love America. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Uh, but no, I'm doing doing okay. Settling down, it's one of the evening ones, but it's a rare evening recording where I'm not drinking any alcohol. What? So, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Is it just like a late start on New Year's resolutions? (laughs) (laughs) No, I I I didn't waste time trying to make one of those this year. All right. No, I I I just had a lot yesterday, so (laughs) so toning down.
0: If you divide it across both days, then it it equals. If you divide it
1: across both days, then I'm moderately buzzed right now. (laughs)
0: Very nice. Good times. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't I don't know. Should we just dive into this episode?
1: Well, how are you, Chris? I feel like nobody ever asks you that.
0: No one does ask me that. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm I'm mostly just trying to figure out how you guys are doing so that I can fill time. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I don't really care or
1: anything, so... Yeah, know. I, d- I don't think the listeners care either.
0: No. I mean, I, I mean, generally, you know, we're not cool enough to have people live listening to us on the show, but I think when generally we chit-chat for about 30 minutes or sometimes an hour before we actually start recording the podcast, so mm-hmm. I feel like we've already
1: checked in with each other, so we know what's going on with us. We but. should start releasing that as bonus content. I think that's <laughs> yeah. what people, people really want to hear. Put that on our Patreon. <laughs> I, it would be fun to put up a Patreon, except for how like pathetic the number would be. <laughs> after people, you, like that's a public number, right? Like you can't like yeah. have a private yeah, it, Patreon. It's like when I've definitely seen people go like they clearly put a lot of work and put on Kickstarter or Fund Me or something like that. Like we have a plan where we're gonna raise money to go to this school. Our target is ten thousand dollars, and then it's been out for like two months, and they've made like a hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> and it's just so it's so sad, and I feel like. Our target would be like twenty five dollars, and we would still fail it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, like, I would have to fund us. I think. Well, <laughs> I'd be the anonymous like, thanks donor. For,
0: thanks for one generous donation from from some listener. Uh, but no, I, I've, I've been tempted because you know, like our, our, our site is uh, hosted on Squarespace, not a sponsor, and uh, you know they have their whole e commerce platform thing built into it. So I was thinking of like creating something like our logo or something that you can purchase a digital coffee for a dollar. <laughs> And just put it on the page, and like, that's our private Patreon. Nobody needs to know that. Like, we made all of one dollar.
1: Mm. Yeah, I've never gotten good at casting my Patreon. I, I think it's an elk, but I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> is, that, is that supposed to be like a Patronus?
1: Yeah, it's like a Patronus. <laughs> okay. but but it gives you money. I I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. No, we we are. We're we're both on very bad pun page. Right, we're both on an empty Patreon page. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes.
1: oh okay well man. we're only going up from here <laughs> Hopefully. like 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 certain movies we're we're gonna start badly so the middle is gonna feel better <laughs> by comparison <laughs>
0: all right uh should, should we do it then
1: <laughs> yeah let's let's dive in debate discuss and argue all right we might not be arguing i don't know oh um, well
0: we'll see yeah, we will, we will definitely see. But uh, for right now, we are going to listen to the trailer for Kingsman The Secret Service and then come back and give you guys a full review.
2: It's freezing. Why are we walking? we jack just our keys. Oh, that's my car!
1: Huge IQ. Great performance in the Marines. But you gave up. Drugs. Petty crime. Never had a job. Who are you? Your father saved my life. Dean says you're fair game, boys. I've had a rather emotional day, so whatever your beef with Eggsy is, and I'm sure it's well-founded, I'd appreciate it if you could just leave us in peace.
0: You should get out of the way, granddaddy, you'll get Mm. (laughs) hurt.
1: Manners maketh
2: man. Do you know what that means? Then let me teach you a lesson. Are we going to stand around here all day, or are we going
1: to fight? Sorry about that. Needed to let off a little steam. What do you see? I see potential. Kingsman is an international intelligence
0: agency
2: operating at the highest
0: level of discretion. If you're prepared to adapt, you can transform into a spy.
2: Interested? Oh, yes. You are about to embark on the most dangerous job interview in the world. We're here to test you to limit, to enhance your skills. Train for the evil out there.
1: If you get blood on the carpet, you have to take the carpet up
0: can't stand the sight of blood to everyone
2: who said I
1: you. felt sorry for the boy did you,
2: you, work, you
1: he's as much Kingsman material as any of them more so I got a dinner
2: date with greatness
1: mankind is the virus and I'm
0: the
2: cure sounds like a lot of people are going to die but I look okay. like i give them? you can't
0: Son of a bitch. All right, so that was the trailer for Kingsman, The Secret Service. It is a story of a young man named Eggsy who gets uh, recruited to this special government agency that is operating at the highest levels of discretion all over the world doing crazy stuff. And, uh, you know, he's trying to work his way up to become a full-fledged Kingsman as some bad guy is trying to do bad stuff around the world. And, uh, yeah, we will just uh, start with that. Steven, what did you think of this film?
1: Yeah, so as I... I made a comment uh, two minutes ago, if you just listened to the trailer, I guess, about how this episode was going to start out badly so the rest would look better by comparison. (laughs) Uh, And so, okay, so when... I was talking about this movie, spoilers I guess, for <laughs> What are you talking about? Review.
0: like the 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 CG credit sequence or what?
1: Yeah, yeah. So okay, so this movie like uh, so the opening scene is like really crappy. <laughs> like <laughs> kind of purposeful, but you don't even know what tone they're trying to set yet unless you're it's- familiar with the familiar with the uh comic books or with the tone of the series i guess yeah it's like um, a bad pilot episode for a fox television show yeah it it started off like a really bad episode of 24 or something like that <laughs> um and and the thing too is you when it started you could see that it was trying to be a comedy like they were making jokes like the title card is middle east <laughs> like that's the location <laughs> but it wasn't landing necessarily and so okay so the movie well, the actual
0: location was classified <laughs>
1: yeah of course (laughs) um so anyway the movie starts progressing and it rolls out like a normal spy type movie and a a fairly bland one like not like offensively bad or anything but it's still like i i I don't know It, it takes a while to pick up basically for for the first 45 minutes or hour of the movie i think there's not a whole lot to go on and then there's the big scene that like everybody talks about <laughs> uh where we're talking about the church yeah it's it's a uh, it's how what is the name of it why am i blanking it's the movie we talk about all the time damn uh, it i'm, I'm <laughs> just having a brain fart lots uh, of movies? fiasco fiasco orlando bloom having a fiasco uh, in Elizabethtown. It's how Elizabethtown should have <laughs> ended, because that also has a montage with the same song. <laughs> this is uh, going all over the place. Anyway. I'm, I'm
0: glad I couldn't help you, because I haven't seen Elizabethtown, so at least I have an excuse. I okay, well, Elizabethtown,
1: Elizabeth they play Freebird in a church, and I wish that this is how it had ended. <laughs> 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 anyway, so the the movie about halfway in suddenly kind of shows its hand as, like, being willing to go to very extreme <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> ultra violent lengths um so so there's like a big kind of holy shit moment in the movie, and I think that's why there's so much of a high people have leaving it because it really kind of pulled this trick, whether intentionally or not, of like setting the bar first as being like a pretty bland, uneventful movie. So those high parts where it goes, like, hyper-realistic would be more more fun by comparison. And they yeah. definitely landed. Like, those parts worked for sure. Then I feel like... So it had that, and it had a few other cards up its sleeve that made it really fun. Like, uh, Samuel L. Jackson is just a hilarious character. <laughs> um, <laughs> pretty much every scene he's in, like, he just hams up to ridiculous extremes. And Knife Girl, <laughs> the villain, like, she's a pretty cool Tarantino-type person yeah the little, but i don't know it kind of <laughs> little little jump blade feet are pretty yes. badass but then it, it kind of just like loses itself again i mean like what once it's shown that it is willing to amp the ridiculousness i feel like that ridiculousness was fun for 15 or 20 minutes of it and then it kind of started to wear down when you realize like it still has to tell this story and it still has to go through all of the tropes that it's supposedly uh supposedly making fun of and like it was a fun time after that in the kind of B movie fun, but not in a not in a way where I was fully on board. It, it was kind of like, so I mean, it's riffing on the spy genre very clearly. Like the, yeah. there, there are long dialogue scenes where he's talking about in a spy movie this would happen, and you know, very obviously homaging the stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and so some of those jokes really land, but a lot of the humor seems to have the kind of Family Guy idea that if you imitate a trope and wink about it, then that becomes a joke on its own. Like, you don't have anything to say about it. You're just acknowledging that this is a trope and hoping that that makes it funny or that makes it land. And, like, a lot of that didn't really work for me. Like, in in the end, this movie still, for the most part, played out like the kind of cheesy spy movie it was sort of making fun of, and with the lows being just as low in those. So that... before you watched it then i told you there's one part that really soured me to the movie yeah and i don't know if you were just pretending not to know or if you really don't but there's this like ridiculous austin powersy type sexism in the last 10 minutes of the movie of what it chooses to end on and what it has (laughs) characters say that land so just sourly and weirdly like like it deserves to be in a much shittier movie than the kind of fun one that we had leading i don't know
0: yeah yeah no so so the part part of the reason why i didn't guess that because i mean in any normal context that would definitely be the thing we're like why why did you have to go there and do that right at the end of this film like Mm -hmm. literally make the last beat of your film this comment yeah um which i i thought was pretty dumb too but because of the the without the context for it I'm like looking for these things. Like, what, what would Steven possibly <laughs> okay. in this? So I was throwing out all these things. I'm like, well, this is pretty dumb. Maybe this is
1: the thing he's talking about. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I mean, I don't want to like get on a soapbox or anything. Like, for me, this couldn't ruin the whole film. Like, if it was dumb fun beforehand, then I can just ignore certain parts. But it was kind of representative to me of how sometimes it tried to go out with a joke where the joke is just that it's being extreme but it doesn't have any kind of payoff. Like, like you think it's setting up these things so it can invert them or tear a new one to the genre or do something fun. And when that doesn't land and it's just like sitting out there to audience groans or like weird laughter, I don't know. Yeah. It, it kind of soured me to the tone of the movie. It it felt like... Matthew Vaughn, is that the guy who made it? Yeah. Uh, it, it felt like Matthew Vaughn... And I assume Kick-Ass is similar. I actually didn't see the Kick-Ass movies. Um but it felt like he was like reveling in excess and sometimes that works like he he reaches quasi Tarantino things briefly like where the ridiculous of ridiculousness of the situation and the ultra stylized fighting yeah. makes it be cool but then when it doesn't land it feels like one of those really dumb comedies that you're like k- kind of embarrassed to be watching so i don't know there, there was there was stuff that i really liked about the movie there was stuff that i really hated and after one day, I haven't thought about the movie at all. So it, was, it wasn't it was of as much consequence as I feel like it it presented itself as and certainly as the rave reviews that I saw going into it. Um, I, I can say more, but I should probably find out what you think of the movie first. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it sounds like we might actually be able to have a little bit of an argument here. Oh, because Old-fashioned uh, argument.
0: I, I, I love this movie so much uh i thought this was awesome um like like like, like I, I can't i can't refute what you're saying there are like when this film is at its lows it's not it's just not very good like it, it's 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 weakest non-landing jokes are pretty dumb but i think like from a pure badass like i want to be a, a secret agent fantasy fulfillment type aspect of the film this thing is like spot on every aspect of awesome Um, like I, the, the, you know, the church scene that we referenced earlier, Mm -hmm. I've already told, like, first of all, I made a little gif from the trailer of, of the church scene moments. Um, and I've dropped that into like 500 different iMessages, um, recently. And like when that scene was done, like basically when the movie was done, I was like, if that church scene was available on iTunes right now, just to rent for $10, I would rent it when I got home just to relive that because...
1: (laughs) even even without the context before it
0: no no like 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 not not i would tell people to go watch that instead of saying the movie i just mean that for me having had the context already if i could just re-watch that scene like like i'm i'm ready to like pre-order the blu-ray um and i don't even store like i i don't buy physical media anymore but i want to buy the blu-ray just to
1: watch like the making of that fight scene because (laughs) it was freaking awesome Um, i'm I'm not going to dispute the fight scene i i think part of it for me like i hinted though is because it was so unexpected given the tone the movie had set leading up to it yeah so i i can't i can't dispute that in that moment the fight scene was pretty great
0: yeah it's it's like it was one of those things where i was like i don't think i've seen this sort of thing before and, and like, I've listened to some other people comment on uh, who the group is who's engaged in that fight scene. Mm-hmm. And I was completely like myself, I was completely divorced from who the people were, or even necessarily the fact that this was taking place in a church. It was mostly just like the setup of any congregation, whether they be a church group or not, and just how how many how many sheer like just the sheer volume of violence and stuff that's happening <laughs> in that moment and well, I, what I feel is like happening? Who they
1: who they are plays a crucial role because it's it's supposed to give the audience a kind of like wish fulfillment type thing of like. <laughs> We would never actually do this, but we found a way to do it on screen. <laughs> well, no, that,
0: that that's the thing is like I've heard some people criticize it in that like oh well these people deserve to die sort sort of like commenting and like how how the film is taking the stance that like it doesn't justify the insanity of it just because it's people that like generally as a society we don't agree with their. their standards of living or not standards of living like they're like we don't uh, we don't subscribe to their worldview so we're okay with them dying like i was completely separated from that i was more just like this is the most awesome thing i've ever seen
1: i should say i had no i had no problem with that at all i thought it was very clearly like (laughs) they set it up in a way where you would still be groaning at the ridiculousness of it like of course you're not on board for it
0: yeah 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 um, but, uh, in- anyways, like I, I just I-, I thought this film was incredibly fun. Um, I thought the <laughs> the 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 villain of like the main overall villain of this story has one of those like ridiculous plots where it's like it's they're they're coming from a good place, I guess, but their their solution to their problem is, on an insane level, like it's so. Like if you go back to uh, not Man of Steel, but the Superman before that one, whatever the hell it was called, like the Lex Luthor one. Yeah, Lex Luthor's big plan is to like basically <laughs> grow this island that that like ba- basically he wants to own all the land on the planet and force everyone in the world to pay him money to have land that actually they can live on now because it's the,
1: the most indirect plot in the world <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's like it's, domination it's
0: like it's like the stupidest most ridiculous thing in the world um so it's like literally i will just like grow the biggest island and flood the rest of the world so that way i can have all the land and people can rent land from me or whatever his stupid plan is like that kind of stuff is dumb this is like at least like I don't know. There's at least something interesting <laughs> about where he's coming at this problem, and like how he's trying to find a solution. Obviously, he's a, he's a psychopath, but like it's it's a it's a hilarious enough thing that like in 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 a version of the world, you can see people being on board with this plan, especially the type of people who he's recruiting to be on his side. Yeah, yes. Um. Besides that, though, like I just I thought the uh, you know, I'll, I'll, go back to my, what is like becoming my catchphrase of like, I wish this was like a, a mini or a show on television that I could watch over a longer period of time. Like I would love to see more of, uh, more of the, the recruitment process and more of the different training exercises. Cause obviously, you know, they only have a few different exercises they can do cause they have to get onto the plot to carry it forward. But mm-hmm. I had, you know, the, uh, the equivalent to professor X's school for these Kingsmen. Like I, I enjoyed that whole aspect of things. Um, I like I don't know I I I just thought it was it was an incredibly fun, uh, very silly. Um, but like, I don't know. It, it it totally made me feel like a kid when you want to be like, you you want to be James Bond, but you want to be James Bond slash sort of a superhero. Like you want to have powers that are more than, like. And to be clear, let me just clarify my statement. Like nobody has powers in this film, but it's sort of a hyper real where people exhibit skills that you don't necessarily have naturally. Mm-hmm. Like, like everything's hyper real like they can do things that sure somebody could probably do but like it, realistically speaking no one's going to be doing these weird crazy flips and jumping around and having these kind of moments of adrenaline pushes and stuff like it almost it almost approaches the territory of the movie wanted uh which i had a, an incredible amount of time with too um but in this they're not so, so-
1: i was going to ask how it compares to like a crank or something like the the ultra high energy parts <laughs> Because uh, I actually haven't seen the Crank movies, but that feels like the same draw to them that this was kind of tapping into.
0: It, it's, a, it's a little bit, uh, I, it, it's kind of in the same vein a little bit. But I mean, obviously, like Neville and Taylor have their own crazy, even more hyper real existence in this. Like when you have scenes like in Crank 2 with Jason Statham uh, getting jumper cables, connecting up to a car battery, attaching one to his tongue and one to his nipple. To try to juice himself up enough so he can run through the streets in this crazy running montage, like obviously this film didn't have anything that that quite approached that sort of you know zaniness. But, no, wait, or, it
1: had a few explosive <laughs> scenes. <laughs> yeah, it, it did have a few explosive scenes,
0: um, but yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I this. <laughs> This is one of those things where, like, just the experience of watching it is what I'm praising. Not necessarily anything that it did right or wrong. It's just one of those things where, like, when I watched this movie, you know, save for the last line in that moment that you brought up, I was kind of like, that was so badass. Like, that was, what What more can you want from, uh, like, this is the type of thing that should have come out in the summer. Like, a big summer, silly, fun uh, ride. And, like, I, like, I genuinely want to watch it again. Like, I had that much fun with it.
1: Hmm. I, I mean so I can I can see that like based on the premise I can understand the idea of this tapping into a kid's desire of becoming a spy but the actual execution save for like a few very fun scenes a lot of it like like the training part that you're mentioning I I wasn't that invested in that at all and I think part of that is that Uh, the lead jack o'connell jr whatever whatever his name is um (laughs) he's like really not that charismatic or at least i didn't find him easy to easy to relate to or easy to be rooting for and even the the super cool guy that you look up to like colin firth he he has his moments but on a whole like i don't know he didn't feel as awesome as i felt like the film was going to build him up to be (laughs) not even the church scene (laughs) well church scene excluded (laughs) <laughs> everything i say can exclude that scene because that is like an isolated scene the movie doesn't reach those heights again and it doesn't tap into that again <laughs> true true but, but that's like,
0: like that that's that's like removing all all uh you know not to get too spoiler but like <laughs> everything that a person does to maintain themselves in in a, in a peaceful manner when all that's taken off the table like <laughs> you get distilled down to the pure violence of things like mm-hmm. that that's so like that part of Colin Firth exists just we only see it in that that moment
1: right but like it, this i don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say this film is sandwiched by two very similar scenes one of which is in the trailer um where you're kind of presented this new new class of spies that you didn't know existed yeah and that there's something about that where like even when i was watching it and it was like pretty fun it it never felt like it was as cool as it thought it was <laughs> like well, yeah. i don't know it it didn't have that thrill where i felt like it was ushering you into a world that you want to explore it felt like okay so this is you know doing the hokey hokey violent <laughs> type of fighting i don't know it didn't have as much cool as i would have wanted it to
0: yeah i, I think that that first bar fight scene that uh, you're that you're alluding to um That entire fight is currently on uh, Apple's trailer page right now. You can go check it out if you want. And I I brought that clip up and I played it for somebody at the office this morning. And it it, it itself wasn't even as cool as I remember. And I remember in the movie seeing it, thinking it wasn't as cool as I thought it would be in the trailers. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I I definitely get what you're saying, that it's not any individual moment save for the church scene is not as cool as the film wants to be. But it's like, I I feel it's kind of like listening to somebody talk really excitedly about something can kind of get you excited about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like the movie is good at doing that for itself. Like the movie is presenting itself in a way where it feels like the movie is excited about it. And it's so ridiculous and so insane that it makes me Like, I'm vibing with it. Like, I feel like I'm in on the joke as opposed to, like, "Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, and uh, and
1: I should say, I mean, I've had this effect with other movies, too. Like, Samuel L. Jackson against Snakes on a Plane (laughs) is an example of a movie that I was so (laughs) vibing with when I watched it. Yeah. And then when I've, like, looked back on it and thought, like, what are the merits of that movie? Then (laughs) they do not jump out at me the way that they did at the time. Yeah. This one, I... I would say with with the build-up to the church scene and after that, I was like I was in that mindset too, I think, where I was vibing with it pretty well. Like I was in in on the joke and I was, you know, I was okay with the dumbness of it, and I was rolling my eyes, but it was laughing at itself and Samuel L. Jackson was being ridiculous. I, I was having a fun enough time, but it really didn't it didn't nail the landing at all. Like it actually soured the landing quite a bit to me. And that really makes it so. Looking back later, it's it's hard to recommend just for like the fun, <laughs> the fun that I had in the middle of it that was sandwiched by like not <laughs> not having fun. You yeah, know, I I, I I agree with that.
0: Like, so if I don't, I don't know what your opinion is of the uh, uh, instead of Colin Firth, Colin Farrell, uh, the film
1: Recruit. Um, or The no Recruit opinion. Have you seen it? I I think I saw it But I have like very little recollection of it Alright well
0: that, that's a film that I, I genuinely l- Like a lot it, it's, it, it's it's basically this premise If instead of it being a young boy It's Colin Farrell And instead of being uh, Colin Firth It's uh, Al Pacino And instead of being Kingsman It's the actual CIA mm-hmm. And it's basically he gets recruited into this program He's trying to become a CIA asset um, And as, as people get, uh, you know, as people get kicked out of the program or fail their tests, um, they become players in a different way. And um, like that, that's a, that, that I think is a more deeper interesting story. You see more time spent in the school recruiting people, characters building up relationships together. I, I think that like, th- this film sets up a framework for a really interesting story. Um, and I know it's based on other content out there, whether it's a comic book or something. Um, but it feels like, like, I, I don't know. I, I just really love the world of it. And I would love to see more time in the school, a great, if, if this, if this film had more time to breathe as like a series or something, I could imagine the f- entire first episode of the show is like, you hate this kid. Like you're like, mm-hmm. this kid is a douchebag. I don't like him. He just like, somebody needs to put him in his place. He's got to get some, start up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He has to get started up and like something at the end of, of the episode, um, kind of brings you around to feel more sympathetic for him and then from there we build like you know a couple episodes learning to actually care for him and see his transformation from being just this punk kid that likes to parkour around his village while his mom gets beat by some mob guy and then turn into uh you know somebody who is i don't know worthy of become being the name kingsman or whatever i I think that the story could do more with that spending more time in it um and maybe it does that in the original comic or whatever but i don't know i i i think overall the 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 aggregate of the entire film and everything that it does well or at least does mildly interesting enough to keep me invested in it i think by the end i'm just like i i feel completely positive on it even though it doesn't necessarily execute perfectly on everything
1: i, I won't take that away from you <laughs> i mean I accept your apology. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, there's definitely fun to be had. I, I'm very surprised the level of reception that it's been getting. Like, it, at least, and maybe I'm only following a subset of people who talk about it, but the conversation surrounding this movie has been very, very positive especially, like, people comparing it to other movies coming out this weekend, like Fifty Shades, as this being, like, the thing you have to see. Like, give it to <laughs> give it to this movie. Well, don't that, give it to that crappy movie.
0: That might just be people comparing it to Fifty Sh- Like, th- that might just be a thing where it's not that it's so good, it's that Fifty Shades is so bad.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know. In With two movies with abysmally weak female characters, which one do I want to see? <laughs> I guess I would, <laughs> I would still see this, but I would not... I don't know. I... And And I'm partly reacting to the like, if this came out of nowhere, and it was just like January movie, completely bland looking, let's say there weren't name name brand actors in it. So I had no I had nothing to make me suspect that it's going to have a fun twist. I I would probably be like, generally, at least favorable, I would be like, well, you know, that kind of came out of nowhere that that got more fun than I expected. But taken as a whole, as, like, a big film, as a big experience, especially one that's getting praised, then I feel like the lows are, like, pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's really hard to, like, ignore those. Or it's very hard to have, like, blanket approval because it really, like... Even, like, I think you liked the the build-up much more than I did. There were definitely parts of the movie where... He's first starting out, and the exposition, and following his character, and him meeting people and training and everything that were just completely flat to me. I, I was I was sitting there thinking like, oh no, I can't believe I have, I have an hour and a half left of this. <laughs> is this all the movie is going to be? Because this is going to be pretty tedious. Uh, and it, it was not. <laughs> you tedious weren't won over end. by
0: cute dogs.
1: <laughs> I yeah no. So the things like the cute dogs were what kept it from being strictly tedious. Like yeah. it it had enough shots of fun and humor to make me be generally generally happy oh no it would have been a good one though (laughs) yeah it it had enough to keep me generally happy most of the way through but in my mind that's more just like baseline movie going experience level of fun not like not like rave about it (laughs) levels of fun yeah no i i i I get that (laughs) and i mean the end (laughs) even if you be out man even even if you t- even if you take away the uh, the particular mis- misogyny scene, which weirdly comes right before he dedicates the movie to his mother <laughs> for teaching him to be a gentleman, um, even if you ignore that, then the the climax still was one of those things where I felt like it was going overboard, like it it was going all in on the ridiculousness of it, yeah, and it pushed the whimsy like a little too far for me. It was. It did not have the cool factor to me that the rest of it had been able to mostly maintain. This was more like, okay, now we're watching a joke, <laughs> like a, a joke of a movie making fun of spy movies. We're not, we're not watching one that's reveling in the genre. Yeah, You're, but you know, I, I don't want to take away your high. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt you.
0: No, no. I mean, you, you don't. You don't. Have, I mean, I don't, let me complain about some things too, just just for the sake of like being on your side a little bit too uh you you mentioned the the abysmally dull female characters in this film and you know minor 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 spoilers for this film um towards the end of the recruitment process it sort of comes down to our lead character and one female character and uh the context of which those two exist at the end of the film It's weird to me that, uh, the girl gets the shaft with the crappy job that doesn't involve actually going in and (laughs) infiltrating anything. Like, like technically, I mean, minor spoilers, technically she's the one that should be getting all the action at the end Mm -hmm. of the film. Um, not, that was literally not supposed to be a pun. Um, but instead, you know, our main character is the one who gets to do all the crazy fun stuff while she's, you know, gonna go sail in a hot air balloon, um, and that sort of doesn't make sense at all. It's weird, too, because, like, you have to almost, almost give them credit for being not misogynist by making it where, like, she doesn't act as a love interest for them. Um, mm-hmm. she, like, she's there, and, you know, she's, she's an attractive lady, and he's an attractive man, I guess. And, like, they, they could, like, normally you would expect, like, them to be romantically involved by the end of this film. But instead... Like, she's just like a pal of his in the school who is the one person who's not mean to him. (laughs) And um, so it's like, you're almost like, oh, you know what? Well, good on you for not like making this all about him trying to hook up with this chick. And then they, they like undercut that. They undercut the non misogyny by like giving her the shit job at the end of the film, plus having that moment that you've referenced already, or Mm -hmm. um, which is, it's just partially referenced in the trailer too, um, where he's like, well, if I save the world, can I have a kiss? <laughs> like, it's just like,
1: that's, it's, it, and it, I would, I would be okay with that if they were, if that's like, where it stopped. Like, there, yeah, like, like there's a moment earlier in the movie where Samuel L. Jackson has a line talking to Colin Firth where they're discussing spy tropes and then immediately go in, like, nope. You know, like, like, like they're setting it up, and then they're not giving—they're not giving it the satisfaction of being true. Yeah. And this is like the one thing that they set up, and then decide like, no, we're just gonna—we're just gonna ride this out. Yeah. And I have no idea how that made it past like editors and screenings and stuff, because there were still chuckles in my audience, but you could feel like the chill to have kind of like, oh, that was—that
0: was weird. I wonder if they sort of like tried to put every little thing they could in to keep an r rating because because mostly the only thing that like if you don't count sexual references the only thing this film has is blood and violence that would push it into an r rating like Mm -hmm. there is a cut of this film you could do which would be able to be pg-13 and i feel like maybe they wanted to keep the r rating so they like tacked on little things like that to yeah you push it into
1: that you feel it but that like that's the thing that's what makes like a lot of the raunchcom genre so hit or miss is you feel this like pressure to be raunchy for raunch's sake and i'm totally fine with an r rating don't get me wrong i i like plenty of movies that are like filthy um (laughs) yeah you do usually they're hopefully filthy for a reason like they have some kind of they have something sharp that they're trying to get at and this is the way that they can express it yeah Um, but then sometimes you just see movies where they throw these lines in that just feel like it's like mean spirited r rating stuff, not uh not one that feels like it's trying to have fun anymore, yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, as a whole there there was dumb fun thrown in the movie to the the mid level lows for me like any anything with that uh the girl that you're mentioning, you know they set up where story wise it seems like they're building her into a real character, and yeah. then <laughs> everything she does, her function is basically to like be afraid of something and have him reassure her that it's okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is her badassery. <laughs> that's as far as they could make a character that's not him do something. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, d- I
0: which, don't know. W- which is sad because they set her up as being, like, his one friend and actually being good at things. Like, she, mm. like you would assume that the reason she's so assertive and stuff is because she does have some sort of le- leadership uh, personality type and, like, is actually good at things. But instead, she just, like, is hanging around or whatever. <laughs> but she does have the strength to do things that maybe he doesn't, so...
1: Yeah, good good, good on her. Yeah, it. this is a movie that I feel like... I, I want to know how the other podcasts are going because I feel like this is a movie that doesn't stand up to too much reflection. <laughs> but maybe... And maybe, maybe you can ride the high and maybe, you know, the, the dumb parts just kind of bounce off. I I wouldn't deny someone that I thought it was like pretty, pretty mid-level. It had highs that are higher than a lot of mid-level movies, but the bulk of the movie still was only like semi-working for me. Yeah.
0: But I will say, what, what about a, a world in which we had uh, un- unlimited uh, data and, and talk for our cell phones? Do you, do you all... think he throttles people after five gigabytes? I know, see, that, that's the best that's the that's the best part of that stupid idea of his is that, like, let, let's say it would, like, basically because of his plan, he can do this and not have to throttle because the end game is that there will be less people using the data mm-hmm. in about a week.
1: I really wish the film had explored the uh, the economics of the mobile world <laughs> while they got into this just a little more. I I, I just I I think that it it, it it totally made sense what he was doing. I mean, I, I have to ask. By the way, the the McDonald's stuff is that like product placement or meta product placement? Because movies have product placement, <laughs> or is have, there a difference between those two things?
0: I have no clue, <laughs> and that's the other thing too. I don't, I don't under where. Where does Samuel L. Jackson live?
1: You mean Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> you mean the character? I assume he lives in Malibu or something. By the way, I don't know about the character, but in the
0: context of the film, uh, when when uh, Colin Firth is going to sneak inside, not he, he's trying to attend the party at, at his house. I, I, I didn't catch the name he gave at the door um, because he just, like, mumbled it or whatever. But uh, when he was when he was, like... And it's gonna be a big party, so make sure you get me a, uh, make sure you get me the, an identity that would be worth kidnapping or whatever the line is. I thought for sure he was gonna appear as the actor Colin Firth. <laughs> like that would that would have been so much better. Like I was already laughing because I thought that was the whole that was gonna be the whole joke. Is he's gonna arrive and he's like, "Oh, Colin, I love you,"
1: or he shows up as Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> That that was one of those scenes that was like fairly good, though. Like, I definitely liked some of the conversation they were having, and the again, the the character of Samuel L. Jackson is like, it's a pretty fun character, and the quirks that they throw in are entertaining to watch. Yeah. but it again, it it was like an an assortment of kind of fun ideas. It's why I'm comparing it to Family Guy. It it was like fun ideas that were then just kind of glued together in a way that doesn't didn't really like carry you through each scene. It it felt more like scattered ideas that they wanted to shove in. And then the glue that holds them together is like a pretty, pretty lame spy movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just saying it wanted to elevate itself and it got stuck at like the third Austin Powers.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it got as far as Goldmember and then it just gave
0: up. Yeah. It it, it was one Foxy Cleopatra away from a a (laughs) disaster. Anyways.
1: So any last uh, comments about this film, I guess? no don't don't
2: hate me <laughs> people i'm I'm almost positive Carson would be on your side uh well, it should come to no surprise that uh I enjoyed the hell out of this movie uh, f y i uh I type my response out so I don't sound like a blabbering idiot okay so uh anyways uh Kingsman is awesome, and uh I surmise that the actual review of this was pretty short unless Steven is shoving his beef with this flick. Into Chris's mouth right about now. Okay. I don't know. Um, but I loved it. And uh, this is a great example of an exemplary action comedy in that it satirizes the genre while also being a legitimate entry. Um, it's the same method that Matthew Vaughn used to great effect in Kick Ass, uh, and now he's successfully done it for the spy genre. I mean, Thank heaven for Matthew Vaughn. I feel like him, Shane Black, and James Gunn are like the three wise men of cinema, and they're constantly giving us wonderful gifts. Uh, I just everything they're doing, you know, to these modern blockbusters is awesome. Uh, you know, I love the fact that Vaughn has tapped into the goofy charm of the old Bond movies, and he's applied it to his style. Uh, there's even the scene where they flat out reference the seriousness of Bond in today's action movies Uh, I mean he totally knows escapism and he knows how to build energy and characters so when the shit hits the fan you care uh, you know even when you're having a crap ton of fun Um, you know and it's a classy action film too and it looks expensive as shit like uh, on the budget of of a it looks like the budget of a current Bond movie but uh, according to Box Office Mojo, the budget was only 81 million, which is pretty awesome. I mean, definitely utilize the money well, especially when you compare the budget to it's complicated, which costs only $4 million more, uh, somehow. Uh, the, pro- uh, the production design and the costumes, though, they're super awesome. I mean, they look great, and each action set piece was really memorable, uh as was the action itself, I mean, I was truly impressed by uh, all the action scenes. I mean, if I feel like Vaughn delivered something fresh here, uh, it was like this frenetic yet controlled shaky cam that was under cranked and cut to look like it was all one take. Uh, it was it was so bad, it was so badass. Um, and it totally fit with the cheeky comic book tone of the whole movie uh so that was cool and um uh speaking of cool segue uh the acting was too uh the lead taron edgerton he was a very strong presence uh, and he'll probably be seeing a lot of him uh since he's a up-and-comer uh sam jackson was perfect and you know so was his plan his evil plan that he had i mean f- mortal man that sim card business was seriously scary uh damn Uh, Mark Strong was awesome as always, and uh, it was especially awesome seeing Colin Firth chop it up, sometimes literally, uh, in a big action movie. I mean, much like Eddie Redmayne in Jupiter Ascending, uh, it was just a joy to see an actor uh, of Firth's caliber doing something different. Uh, And I don't know if you would consider this a spoiler, but there's a certain Jedi who makes an appearance in this too— and uh he does a pretty spot-on british accent and that was cool seeing him in a movie a big movie i guess again um anyway uh kingsman is the movie to beat right now uh for this year i mean it subverts it entertains i would totally be down for a sequel and uh, i mean that about wraps it up i mean i don't know what else more there is to say other than you should see this movie so, uh, sorry I couldn't be there in person, but, uh, I was Fifty Shades of F***ed Up last night. And, uh, that is a reference to exactly what you think it's from. McFarland, USA. So, Kingsman, definitely a must-see. Uh, I feel like we need to have a special rating for anytime there's an action movie that's just balls-to-the-wall amazing. And that should be the John Wick Award or something. See this part I didn't type out, so it's going to it's going off the rails. Uh but yeah, it's it's beyond a must see. Uh you should be seeing it right now. So anyway, that's it. Strong finish.
1: So I feel like I uh, I feel like Sarah is going to send me like an angry text or something. <laughs> but you know, I
0: can take it. It was funny, like as as the as the film opened, it had those like terrible CG letters like exploding out of windows and bouncing towards the camera. I was like, oh, I bet Carson is loving this. <laughs> but really, I, think I thought those were
1: practical letters that they threw.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's there's animatronic uh, or not. It was like marionette people above the frame, like dancing the things.
1: Anyways. um... <laughs> And, you know, I heard the church scene. They really just did that, actually. Very... <laughs> they really murdered everyone in the Westboro Baptist yeah. Church. I don't know if you're going to bleep that or not. <laughs> the name of the church? Oh, no, no. I don't know if that's a spoiler for the movie. <laughs> oh, we, we we mentioned that there's a church and lots of violence in it. And it's okay. in the trailer, too. Yeah, okay. we're We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so
0: spoiler for that scene in violence uh minor spoiler there's this one shot where Cole, or somebody <laughs> we don't know who well you know you know colin firth is in the in the shot and anyways so there's a scene where he like whips this girl into frame just to shoot her in the face and then throw her back out of the frame i laughed so hard like i almost fell out of my seat <laughs> <laughs> you're, a, you're a maniac <laughs> also so like there that that scene is sort of bookended um it's not even bookended i don't know why i said that anyways around that time in the film there's another scene where like there's lots of violence happening everywhere um and uh at at one point it cuts to a um baseball stadium and like at this point in the film, you have seen so much violence, but somebody gets hit in the face with a baseball bat, and
1: that made the, my audience, like, go, <gasps> like. Okay, speaking, speaking of that montage, the, the scene you're talking about, and I'll yeah. try to say this without giving away spoilers, um, there is a character we know who is protected, in a sense, just barely, Yeah, and all of the negative people who are not protected are played as a joke. But all I could think about was the millions of identical characters who were having <laughs> this terrible thing happen to them that just <laughs> barely doesn't happen.
0: It a second to think of who you were thinking of? It's pretty dark.
1: <laughs> like, the movie ends triumphantly, but there's one subset of the population that <laughs> probably didn't do too well. There's freeloaders anyways. <laughs>
0: We only want people who can work to survive the apocalypse.
1: Now that would be a ballsy movie. Show show that show the harrowing harrowing consequences of the plan. Yes. Anyway, I could I couldn't shake thinking about that while I was watching that scene happen. I was too busy like high-fiving myself, <laughs> high-fiving running through the crowd, high-fiving every dude in the audience.
0: Uh i would i would high five the ladies too but i was trying to put stuff them into a hot air balloon yeah. and send them off to watch their own movie oh <coughs> uh, anyways um should we wrap this episode up
1: yeah we'll we'll wrap it up
0: <laughs> all right let's get to our verdicts then Stephen. so if you're going to give this a must see a reckon with a caveat wait for rental pass with a caveat or a must avoid what would you give it
1: so I was going to give it a week wait for rental, but I realized I gave Project Almanac a wait for rental. And I liked that one like quite a bit more than this one. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if I leave it weak or if I go to pass with caveat. I feel like le- weak wait for rental. I feel like there's enough there's enough fun appeal that if you want to watch like, you know, a dumb fun movie, then for the most part, this isn't going to do you wrong. But I also would not be, I will not be like crying to the streets that, Anyone needs to needs to watch this. (laughs) Well,
0: I've already done a little bit
1: of crying to the streets (laughs) telling certain people that they should
0: go see this movie. So uh I'm gonna give it a must see. Um, but that was just because of how much fun I had with it. And you know, I I perfectly accept it if you go see this on my recommendation and I'm like, what the hell was he thinking because I did not like this movie? But I think that uh, the moments when you were thinking that will be like these moments towards the beginning of the film, or like at little moments of lulls in the story, as Steven has pointed out, where mm-hmm. like you'll have that thought, and there's be the other moments where you're just like, damn, that was fun. Um, so that that's that that's my story, I'm sticking to it. Must I, see.
1: For the most part, I agree with all the words you said. I just don't agree <laughs> with the conclusion. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. <laughs> but it had the cadence of a review, and
0: I appreciate that. I imagine that right now, as you're saying that, you can hear Colin, Colin Firth's voice booming over some hidden speakers in your house <laughs> telling you that he's got a bunch of information about you that he will let go to the authorities if you do not change your
1: review right now. Which, by the way, the the situation that mini Jack O'Connell comes from is pretty dark. Like, Like, the... The moments with his family, those are not played for laughs for the most part. Oh, no, those they're are, not. That is like a pretty jarringly dark character in a comic book type universe. Yeah. I that isn't even a criticism. It's just a tonally that's like a rather strange strange thing in like a world where most people are caricatures. This is like a caricature, but like not a not a fun caricature.
0: And I will I will say though too like to 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 these I mean obviously it's probably related to the source material but I, I actually really genuinely enjoyed the story of how he actually becomes a possible recruit for the Kingsmen like that like it's a it's a fully fledged thought out it's not just like it's not just some weird like Aladdin story where like Colin Firth is like oh look at this street rat over here I will just like turn him into a prince and like make him whatever like it, it's there there is more driving that than simply. A guy who sees some kid get arrested by the cops and goes like he could do better, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's actually a fully fleshed out reason for him kind of being sucked into this organization. Which
1: there, I don't know. there is. Though I wouldn't mind if it had played more like My Fair Lady, which I think it kept referencing, unless I'm thinking of a different movie. He did. Yeah,
0: that was actually a really good joke when he brought that up.
1: No to to the film's credit, they had some good references thrown out, which again is why I think of it as a family guy type thing like there are isolated funny moments in it yeah anyway i I thought the exposition like that that conceit was fine i I didn't particularly love it i like I like the one idea of how it happens, like kind of like in John Wick, how there's this this other world with its own set of rules yeah. uh, this hotel and the mechanics of that have a few things that would be interesting if they fleshed it out like this you can kind of see the potential of of a recurring series where more things like this are happening yeah in in terms of the film I wasn't necessarily that taken with it
0: oh well what are you gonna do
1: and ending on the least upbeat note ever with Chris (laughs) sighing saying oh well what are you gonna do as music to the movie that he loved (laughs) Blair, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all right. I, after this recording is done, I'm gonna drive to the local church and just <laughs> beat everyone who's at
1: the <laughs> at <laughs> make night sure, service. Make sure you drive drive backwards the whole way. <laughs> oh, I will. I will.
0: Hey, nick my car. <laughs> um. Anyways. Uh. Yeah. So why don't you let everybody know then, Stephen, where they can find you?
1: Yeah. You can find me on twitter.com/sdavidmiller sdavidmiller.com or on Letterboxed as sdavidmiller. I have no idea how those URLs work. (laughs) Alright, well people can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com
0: slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to know when all these episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com you can uh, use the contact form on our site, or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Kingsman, The Secret Service. So hopefully you are enjoying that as much as I enjoyed the movie. And, uh, yeah, I don't know uh, what is coming out next week, so we will be talking about something, though, probably.
1: <laughs> what about... Uh... <laughs> So the Heartfelt last five years already happened, right? That was like a VOD release or something? Uh, yeah, I think that came out this weekend. I'm just trying to think what schnazy-type movies are coming out. Oh, of course, <laughs> Hot Tub Time I, Machine 2, classic. I still haven't seen Hot Tub Time Machine 1. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I, I saw Adam Scott uh, a couple weeks ago, and like one of the recurring jokes of this podcast is that he's most known for Hot Tub Time Machine 2. <laughs> so they got... They got some good laughs in. <laughs> Very nice. All right. What, well, a, what a terrible way. I don't know a good way to end this. I, I'm I, just I, ending on like the most boring sentences. <laughs> <laughs> they they had a few laughs. So today
0: I switched from milk to like this <laughs> non-dairy creamer.
1: See, we need to go more like Mark Marin or something where we just rant about life in depressing detail and like <laughs> yeah. assume it's funny. And I can just yell about stuff and just be like, "Yeah, man, it sucks. It sucks when things suck. You suck too." I, don't know, I, I have to say, I'm, I'm just happy we didn't do Fifty Shades of Grey after all. Though there would have been way more jokes to make if if we had done Fifty Shades of Grey this week. I was gonna. Hold on. <laughs> Jesus.
0: <laughs> mm, I was trying to respond to you, but. that massive sneeze (laughs) I might just leave that in